Toasties. This is your favorite paranormal podcast, Ghosted, Roasted, and Toasted. I'm Ash. I'm Elena. And I'm Annabelle. Where we explore, investigate, and discuss all of our ghosted adventures while sharing our specially designed cocktail for the night. Come laugh and drink along with us in our misadventures. And And feel feel free to roast us along the way. I'm Annabelle. I'm the one who got us into this shit. I'm Ash. I never wanted to do this shit in the first place. And I'm Elena. I love this shit. Just a quick disclaimer. We are a rated R podcast. If you're uncomfortable with cursing, sexual content, and a dark sense of humor, now is your time to back out. If you are cool with that, then let's jump into today's episode. Toasties to another episode. We are going to do what was honestly, it's our first time getting all of us together. This was our first adventure, if you will. Yeah. Um, sort of. It, it's kind It's kind of confusing. Well, it's, it's not, not that confusing. No. We took two, two separate trips. Well, you took a trip so, to Ashley. Right. And then I was on the second one. But this is a place I'd always wanted to go. I was kind of pissed that y'all went yeah. without me. Yeah, so um, the place that we're talking about is Myrtle's Plantation in St. Francisville, Louisiana. Didn't even know it was a thing, but Ashley texted me one day. I think it was for my 23rd birthday, and she said, pick a place, any place you want to go for your birthday, and let's go. And I pulled up haunted places to stay, and I picked Myrtle's Plantation. And, uh... <laughs> and this was right down the road from where you lived a majority of your childhood. Is it? Well, until what we moved to Texas in fifth grade for you. Well, I guess it wasn't that far from Baton Rouge. No? No. It was, it was really... I, literally, I passed this place on, on the regular. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a little warning. This episode does touch lightly on sexual abuse. If it's a trigger, triggering issue for you, it's best that you just don't listen to this episode. We don't go into explicit detail. We only lightly touch on it. But it was important for us to shed light on the mistreatment of the people. And we will be speaking about it in this episode. We are strong believers that you never should paint anybody in a better light than they deserve. And we want to make sure that this is a all-encompassing episode where, you know, maybe you're going to have your own your own thoughts about why one of our people, Chloe, does what she does. Because there's a lot of room for, air, like, there's a lot of, there was a lot of room left for, like, why Chloe would have done this or, you know. So, anyways, that is, uh, so, yeah, just, just a little warning. If you are if you are uncomfortable with sexual abuse, then uh, now it's time to back out. So I picked our cocktail for the night, and oh my god, it's so good! I know. Um, so I ended up finding a restaurant in Saint Francisville named the Saint Bar, or it's the Saints Bar. No, it's the Saint Bar. The Saint Bar. Yes. yes. Um, and it's called a Cajun French Martini. Mm-hmm. Mm. And martinis are some of my favorite drinks. Yeah. So to make this drink, you'll need one part vodka, one part chambrode, which is a raspberry liqueur, uh, pineapple juice, shaken and strained. I don't know what you're straining out, but I guess that's just to make it more Yeah, when you strain mixed. it through the, yeah. Yeah. And you top it with champagne. So uh, cheers, Toasties. Cheers, Toasties. And hey, can I just recommend a vodka real quick for this? Sure. Or not? No, you can't. They had one. I just didn't put it on there. Oh. They they picked uh like Marco Mar- Jean Marks or something like that. Oh. Mark something. I don't know. My favorite vodka is Grey Goose. If it's just a straight up vodka, Grey Goose or Belvedere, smooth, smooth. Yeah. I can't remember what I didn't know. I didn't know how to pronounce theirs, so I just didn't put it mm. on. You can use any vodka you want. Those just happen to be two of my favorites. Well, to be fair, Ashley, it's French. Can you read French and tell me how it's supposed to be pronounced? Hey, wait. You know French. You took French as well. I can't read French. Dude, I, can you please, for the podcast, can you please say the Pledge of Allegiance in French? No. Come on. Mom. Lena. I'm not even sure how accurate it is. It's been like 20 years. Huh, Ashley? Who's the flag? Okay. And also, to be fair, to anyone who's fluently French, we're talking about Cajun French here. It's not the same. Okay? So don't come at me. But what I remember it being taught is... 
J'ai juré d'aider les deux en droit pour des arsenic, Dominique, on a chien invisible acte liberté et justice pour tout. Yay! But I don't know how accurate that is. Also, I'm positive it's it's the Cajun French dialect. I was so proud of you in kindergarten for learning that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much all I know besides bonjour, je m'appelle Elena, au revoir, merci beaucoup. Well, in Louisiana, and I guess they still do, I don't, y'all haven't been to school for so long. Tout me manque. Uh, I mean, we say things like couillon, but that's definitely Cajun. <laughs> if somebody calls you a couillon, if, if they call you a couillon, that's not good. Um, no, in Louisiana, they teach French instead of Spanish. Right, because um, the ancestors, your, right. your grandparents. Right, and there are stuff. truly, still to this day, only Cajun French-speaking um, Louisianians. I guess it's the word, right? And They're called Cajuns. Well, they are called Cajuns. Well, there's another word or that we Creole. call ourselves, but we don't say it out loud because yeah. it offends people. But um, you know, my aunt, one of my aunts, my great aunt, didn't speak English until she was in her 30s. She only spoke Cajun French. Yeah. So Yeah, so yeah. they teach you French so you can speak to your great-grandparents and stuff. Exactly. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about Myrtle's Plantation, which is the, the place that brought us all together originally. Um, Ashley just wanted an excuse to travel, and I wanted an excuse to find ghost shit. So it's <laughs> my girl. Um, I'm going to start with a background on St. Francisville. It's actually a really interesting place. I was so excited to find this information. I, um, I just found out like the city site. So a little background on St. Francisville. It is the oldest town in the Florida parishes. And if you don't know that Louisiana doesn't have counties, we have parishes. Well, now you know. Uh, this is because Louisiana was officially a Roman Catholic state during the time that it was owned by the Spanish and then again with the French. And the area in Louisiana, the, the areas, they're separated by the church's parishes. So kind of like if you're in the West, you'll probably hear the more like Districts, I think, is what they mm -hmm. kind of call, like, the LDS people have, like, districts, maybe. We had parishes. Um, and... And they kept it that way. Yeah, and they decided to keep it that way. So, uh, Louisiana and I think Alaska also has parishes. It's the only two states. Alaska in, has parishes? Mm -hmm. I did not know. You did not know that? No. Oh. Look, I was today years old. You were today years old? Yep. I learned that. So was I, <laughs> because I was finding information on St. Francisville. <laughs> but, yeah, so it is a... Tiny, 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 tiny little town. In fact, they used to call it, it, they used to, when they described St. Francisville, it was described as being two miles long and two miles wide. That's how small it was originally. I believe it. It is such a pretty place, it's though. It's so cute. They don't have it anymore, but when I used to travel between Baton Rouge, because I lived down there going to college, and Grant Parish, which is where I'm originally from, shout out to my Grant High Cougars, I would go back and forth. All four. five of them. <laughs> There's like, I don't know, there's, I think it's a, I don't know. <laughs> it like 30. I, I, what do you, what do you do divisions? Like, I think we were a 2A when I was in high school. That's not bad. Maybe a 3A. I don't know. We're little. But anyway, there used to be a ferry that went from St. Francisville to, you had to get across the river. Yeah. So you took a ferry and. We took the ferry, didn't we, Ashley? We took, no. Uh, we took a ferry with you. No, we took. We took a ferry with your mom in um, Texas. Yeah, we took the oh. ferry between Galveston and uh, Crystal Beach. No, no, I'm positive we took no, a ferry. No, as a little kid you did. You took the ferry all the time. Oh. You'd be with me. It's not there anymore. That uh, was kind of the point I was getting to. But it used to be so cool because you would pull down to the river, wait your turn in line to get onto the ferry, and there was this little old lady that was there religiously every day selling fresh homemade pralines. Which is kind of a caramely pecan candy, but she made it at home. The freaking best in the world. Uh, everybody I knew would always say, "Oh, just stop and get pralines," because you know they're just. It was like a dollar. I mean, so cheap, so good. Um, and so you'd always get the pralines, get on the ferry, cross the river, and you come in on the other side, which is New Roads, Louisiana. And we would, we would go back to where I'm from in Grant Parish. But that was so awesome. And it was such kind of a tradition. And unfortunately, they did away with the ferry, put a bridge in. I'm, I'm not sure why, but it's just not the same. And now the little lady's not there. Of course, she's probably passed on. But Yeah, probably. They got rid of the ferry because they're scary as fuck and no one wants to take one. So we <laughs> took a ferry into Orcas Island, Ashley and I did. And that ferry was not nearly as sketchy as the one that I grew up with. with you, Because that one's like a tiny little boat. Yeah, remember? Tiny. Uh -huh. I think it only fit like four or five cars in uh, it. Maybe ten. 
on a good day. Cars, maybe. Cars, six yeah. Trucks. Yeah. But it, you could feel every little shift. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could feel it on the big fair on Orcas Island, too. There was, And we were, like, in a bad storm at one point. Oh, it was so scary. <laughs> anyways, we're going to not talk about it anymore. <laughs> so, anyway, so uh, St. Francisville, it was uh, actually developed by the Spanish, and it was used for one use and one use only. Can you guess what that is? Oh, one use and one use only. St. Francisville, the town. Yes. Um, Which I know wasn't th- called St. Francisville then. Then it was called Bayou Sarah. But we'll I know about in there's a huge cemetery plot there. So you're close. Yeah. It was for a Highland burial ground. And oh, so, okay. Did it, I understand what Highland burial ground means is uh, in Louisiana, we don't bury our dead the same way that most people in the country do because we can't. Because we have a high water table, then if we bury the, the coffins, they just bounce right back up off the earth. So when a flood comes in, which is very common, they would just have dead bodies floating down the, the road. Right. So in order for us to bury our dead... They they cho- chose to move to higher ground like St. Francisville in that um, way that they wouldn't have them floating back up again. Yeah. But most of Louisiana will bury their dead on top of the ground. And over time, those coffins, they sink. Well, and so to be fair to people who don't know, when we said that we bury them on top of the ground, we bury them in a uh, concrete. Yeah, or marble. Right, or marble. Really uh, heavy. Uh, yeah, exterior coffin, I guess. I don't know what it's called. Right. Say it again. A crypt. a crypt, yeah. Well, no, because a crypt's more like a house. A crypt, you can. I found out when we were in New Orleans that time that you they they just let the the body, the bones, and the ashes fall, and they just slide the next person in. But we do bury them in. It's called something. We'll have to look. A at tomb. It. A tomb. Yeah, they bury them in a tomb, um, and that tomb sits on top of the ground. Over time, it slowly sinks. And what's really interesting is that sometimes, because we don't have a lot of land they will just put another coffin on top of it after it's sunk. So when you think you're standing on someone's grave, oh. you might be standing on, like, six people's graves. Oh, and that's sometimes, disturbing. Yeah, sometimes they're related, sometimes they aren't. It's just what, what ground is available. But because over time, it just keeps continuously sinking into the ground. I mean, I can see it if, if your family, like, I'd, I'd, I'd be okay sharing some ground with you. Yeah. I don't know that I want some random dude or dudette. Just laying on top of you. Oh, Hello. Oh. Well, I'm really glad you bring that up because that's not how New Orleans does it, but we're not going to talk about New Orleans on this episode. We're going to talk about it in a different one, but the way they bury their dead is crazy. Huh. But you, you don't like sharing the ground. Wait until you find out what New Orleans does. So we didn't exactly go to St. Francisville for the burial grounds, although I feel like now we have a reason to go back to it. Yes. Yeah. Any reason to go back is awesome. Yeah, we actually went for a really popular haunted bed and breakfast. L- legitimately, I do believe it is listed somewhere I've read, or maybe they told us, I don't know, <laughs> that it is like supposed to be the number one. Yeah. The number one most haunted uh, plantation. Uh, yeah, plantation for sure. Yeah, plantation. And absolutely yeah. in that region. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Which is the Myrtle's Plantation. Yay! Love it. Yep. So this plantation has, actually has a really rich, dark history, and it immediately began with an outlaw by the name of Whiskey Dave, which I'm <laughs> like, why didn't we do a whiskey drink? I don't know, and... I've never, I don't remember them telling this in the tour. I would remember Whiskey Dave. Yeah, no, they didn't. And and Whiskey Dave was actually running away from, it was like the, the Great Whiskey Prohibition or something like that. How dare they? Something that happened in Pennsylvania. I didn't dive into it because like we had, there's so, so much information that we could pull from Myrtles and I had to like nick some stuff. Um, I want more on this Whiskey Dave now. No, they totally talked about Whiskey Dave during the tour. They just didn't call him Whiskey Dave. They didn't? But they absolutely. They absolutely brought up the fact that he was running from the north to avoid the taxes that he was having to pay for the for the alcohol up north. Yeah, which they, they were calling like the whiskey prohibition or something oh, like that. Oh, I think I vaguely remember. Yeah. Oh, but I, I just feel like he has so much character. I want to know about him now. No, I mean, he really just kind of, he's the one who built the house. Oh, so, okay. Uh, not, not a lot on Dave. It's just, just that he was running and he fled to St. Francisville, like I said, back then was known as Bayou Sarah um, in 1974. No. no. Really? No. That's really three. recent. I was three. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to think back this far. Se- 1794 is when he uh, he fled to Bayou Sarah. Sarah. And Bayou Sarah is now part of St. Francisville. We talked about this already. Um, and it was once a port that was heavily used for commercial and commerce. Can, can I pause? Ashley, quick what? history lesson or quick, quick history question. When okay. was America founded? So this is before 
Yeah, this is when the Spanish, I think Spanish does have that territory over this. Yeah, that's why I asked. Interesting. Good catch right there. I didn't put two and two together. But yes, yeah, so it was used Wait, as... I thought... Hold on. The Bayou Sarah, he came down in 1794, I thought. Yeah, yeah. so it was right after the American oh. uh, Revolution, right? It's 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Years I don't know why I was reading it as like a... I was reading it in a bad way. I don't know. Dyslexia kicking in? Yeah, I, I swear sometimes I have it. Um, so I was thinking, I don't know, like 1774 is it's what went through my head. It's still really close, though. That's it's still super We were close. such a new country. Was Louisiana even a state? No, we hadn't been purchased yet. We were still, it was still being ran by the, the Spanish at this moment. Oh. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize the Myrtles was that old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super old. Hence why he ran down there is to get away from the taxes because yep. it wasn't a state. Yep. Yep. Ashley is spot on. She's good with her history. Mm-hmm. So Bayou, Bayou Sarah doesn't actually exist anymore because of expansion. So that uh-huh. whole Bayou is like, it's not a thing anymore, which but reading up on Bayou Sarah was actually really interesting, but I didn't like go on the haunted aspect of it. But I was like, I kind of want to dive into this more. It's really, it's really so, fascinating. So Bayou Sarah was, was it smaller than St. Francisville? So Bayou Sarah was, for my understanding, and like I said, I just kind of skimmed through the history of Bayou Sarah, but it was it was a settlement that the Spanish was still held, held like a territory for the Spanish. Oh, okay. And then over time, I think mainly after the Louisiana Purchase, we kind of picked them apart and added parishes. And so the idea of Bayou Sarah is no longer, it's, it's almost like if we took Louisiana, renamed it and cut it like into pieces. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so Dave, he ended up selling Myrtles, which wasn't called Myrtles then. It gets its name later, but he sold Myrtles to his son-in-law, Judge Woodruff, in 1820. His name, I remember. Yes. Yes, this is a very important name. Um, Judge Woodruff was married. Judge Woodruff was married to Dave's daughter, Sarah Matilda. I love that name. I know. I kind of like it Sarah too. Sarah Matilda. Yeah, Sarah Matilda. And they had three children together. Um, unfortunately, Sarah and two of their children would tragically pass away, pass away in 1923. 18. Are you, gosh darn it, Elena. <laughs> I cannot think back like different centuries. I can't do it. Like, it's such a weird concept my brain to wrap around. She tra- Her and two children, they had passed away in 1823. Uh, some records will say that it was from yellow fever, but if you speak to locals, they hey, they tell a different side of the story to oh, that really? one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is what we're going to focus on later. Uh, the plantation, and unfortunately how it worked at this time, the slaves were eventually purchased by the Sterlings, renovated and expanded the plantation, giving the plantation its now known name of the Myrtles. This family would be struck with tragedy as Mr. Sterling and five out of nine children would be met with unexpected deaths. Oh, could you imagine? God, five of your nine. More than half. That's why they had big families back then. Yeah, it's sad. It's super tragic. Um, From tuberculosis, from... From tuberculosis to civil war being the causes of their deaths. Even though Mrs. Sterling faced a ton of hardships because five of her nine children and her husband died in this house, she was still able to manage the plantation until her death, where she would then sign a house over to her daughter, Mary Cobb, and her attorney husband, William Winter, which... Sounds like a superhero name. It does. It's kind of a cool name. Yeah, it's like, you know, Storm. Yeah. 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 So that enters into our first murder. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. In 1871, William Winter was teaching Sunday school in the gentleman's parlor when someone rode in on a horse declaring, man in need of a lawyer. William raced out to meet this man and was shot. Oh, wait. Pause. What? Can I give more stories? I remember yeah, this you can totally give whatever. I just was trying to like give us like a good like I, I just wanted to make it to where we could oh. just read it if we wanted to read it and then yeah. it's plagiarized and then also like kind of bring back memories. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, okay. So that enters into our first murder. Um, in 1871, William Winter. Remember, he was an attorney, and William was doing some shady shit as an attorney. Oh, that's right. Doing, yeah. Yes, he was working with the union and having the union telling them where the Confederate soldiers were hanging out in his neighbor's plantation. (gasps) Traitor! Traitor. And they were going and raiding the neighborhood plantations and not touching William Winter. Oh, so this is in the middle of Civil War. 
this was in the middle of the Civil War. And that's not suspicious at all. Right. So people obviously picked up on that, and everyone hated William Winter because he was a traitor to to the Confederate, to the South. So... The South will rise again. Yeehaw. So one day, William was in the gentleman's parlor. And for anybody who hasn't ever been to a big plantation, there's normally one big room that the men would hang out in and then another big room that the women would hang out in because they never hung out together. That's right, because women shouldn't be a part of men talk, right? That's right. Exactly. So... On this day, William was teaching Sunday school in the gentleman's parlor, and somebody rode in on their horse from the front of the plantation, around the side of the house, around the gentleman's parlor to the back of the house, and then yelled out, man in need of a lawyer. So William, being a lawyer, got up and went out to meet this man, and he was shot in the stomach on the porch. That's crazy. He, Hmm. He, remember guys, he managed to hold on to his stomach that he was shot in, make it back across the porch into the gentleman's parlor, through the dining room, through the entryway, and got almost all the way up the stairs yelling out for his wife, and he collapsed on the stairs and died on the stairs. Where'd your New Jersey accent come from? I know, I heard that. I heard that. Oh, did it come out? Yeah. Yeah. All the way. All the way. So, can I interject real quick? I know this is your section, yeah. Ashley, mm-hmm. but do you remember when we were ghost hunting, or do we do, do this later? Later. Okay. Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. Try. A man by the name of E.S. Weber was trialed for his death, but there was no record of how his trial went and if he was found guilty, so only Jesus knows if Winter ever had justice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so remember, uh, Mr. Winter got all the way up to the stairs, and then his wife, Mary Cobb, just comes running down the stairs to see her dead husband on the stairs. She wore black for an entire year. Right, that's, that's the right thing to do for mourning. That's right. So, But she never went downstairs again. She could not get past the steps that her husband died on. So when you walk into this grand entryway, it's like a long, wide hallway. There's this huge mirror on the wall, and people have gotten pictures of when they're taking pictures of themselves in the mirror, behind their shoulders on the steps, they'll get a black figure of a woman wearing all black. Yeah. Now, and her dress? Of- her dress looks like something yeah. from the 1800s too, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, it looks straight out of the late 1800s. Can I, uh, can I ask then, Elena, why you wore black the whole time you were in high school? I was <laughs> mourning. Oh, were you? The childhood I should have had. Oh, gee, the, the drama. Oh, woe is me. So, so that's another. Mr. Winter haunts the house, but so does Mary Cobb by not ever going down the stairs ever again. You can hear her. Some people have even heard her crying on the stairs. Oh, she broke up. Can you? That was really staticky, Ashley. Can you start that one over? So not only does Mr. Winter um, haunt the land or the haunt the plantation, but Mary Cobb also haunts it by on being on the stairs. One in the picture. And then two, people have also heard a woman crying on the stairs for her husband. Mm. And they assume that that's crying for her husband's death. Yeah, yikes. There's a lot of back and forth on ownership of the plantation. Some reasons being death and uh, others like the loss of gambling. Uh, But uh, when I was researching all this stuff, I'm like, this would make a three hour long podcast and super confusing to keep track of. So I just kind of skipped a bunch of like what doesn't have to do with the, the hauntings or deaths or the foul fuckery that was going on. Uh, but one of the fuckeries, just horrible, like, I don't know, I don't mean to laugh, but it's like, what are the chances, was a, a son named Harry, and he fell into the Mississippi River after a tree limb fell on top of him. Oh, no. Yeah, and drowned him. He can't even trust the fucking trees at this place. <laughs> right. So what about the ghost? Well, the most famous one is of a slave named Chloe. Some sources state that there was no record of a slave named Chloe at Myrtle's. Therefore, she must not exist. However, I don't think it was very common to document the life of a slave, and just because her life wasn't documented didn't mean that she didn't exist, just that her life wasn't valued. And that isn't surprising, given her life as a slave and the treatment that she received throughout. That makes me remember the time that we went to Natchitoches, the three of us, Mm -hmm. and we were in the cemetery. Mm -hmm. And I don't 
I think it was you, wasn't it, Elena, that found that one was very flat and had a lot of grass growing over it, and you started pulling back the grass. Yeah. And all it said was, here lies a man who died in a very, what was the word? Melancholy way. Yes, I and, do remember this. And so we researched it because we're like, this is so odd. Like, it didn't have a name. Right, and like consumption, what does melancholy mean? Right, so we, we're looking up, like, why, why would you not put a name? Why would you not put a I, do, I think it did have a date, but it didn't have a name, and that's all it said. Yeah. And we were like, what the hell? Well, in our research, we figured out that it was probably a slave, a slave, but it was a slave, probably a house slave, or one that they were very close to, and they actually did respect. And because of the way that they treated people back then, that was a pretty good honor. Mm-hmm. Sad to think that that was the best way that they could honor this poor person. Literally but, the bare minimum. Oh, my gosh. But... It just goes to show, yeah. right, that, that they didn't do a lot of document. That guy was probably very important to that family. They didn't even put his name on the grave. Yeah. So who knows if Chloe right. actually existed. Yeah. Why would they document Chloe? One, they mistreat her so poorly. But right. two, she was a slave. Uh, three, it would make Judge Woodruff look really fucking bad. Huh. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I don't think that it's it's... I don't think it's okay to say she didn't exist because she's not documented. I would say that, honestly, I'm going to go with the local stories more than what historians in the other side of the country are trying to say. Yeah. So, Chloe was referred to as a house slave, and in that day, being in the house was lesser awful of the options, (laughs) if that's even a thing back then. So, basically, she didn't have to work in the field, but... I believe in the time they were doing cotton fields and um, also the dye, the, oh, they talked about it, the, the dyed denim with, what's it called? Talking about oleander? Indi- in, oh. Indigo. Indigo. Yeah. Um, but at one point during the Civil War, they were a lot of sugarcane fields, which is mostly what's out there now to yeah. this day. But those fields were lost um, when a previous owner went into debt at Myrtle's Plantation. Yeah. In the surrounding area, there still is a ton of... Of sugar cane. Which is really sad because I actually believe, I, I might be wrong, but I want to say the person who owned the sugar cane was Sarah Matilda because she, I think, I want to say it was Sarah because after everyone has basically died, no, she died. So it wasn't Sarah. It must have been um, Miss Sterling. I think it was Miss Sterling because she lived a long life there. Oh, that's And right. I, when her husband had died... She turned the plantation over into a sugarcane field during the Civil War, mm. but it just could, it was not making money. And so she ended up losing the sugarcane field, she, but she was able to maintain the plantation, or huh. at least the house. She cut the house. Right. And that was kind of, that was the only thing that she was able to really keep. Chloe was sadly the victim of Judge Woodruff's sexual exploitations. Keep in mind, not only was this not consensual, um, but Chloe's believed to only have been. 13 years old. So sick. It's I, disgusting. I know, like, I know there's, like, arguments. Well, I don't think it's an argument to be made, but people will try to make the argument that back then age wasn't really a thing. It is. I don't I don't care what people have to say. Like, what does a 50-year-old man... Well, a lot of people did get married at that age in that time. However, a lot of those people were backwood inbred, you, you know, yeah. like... It's just not right. It's not what it's not right now, and it Was wasn't it right then. Yeah. Right, just like savory. So yeah. just because it was accepted doesn't make doesn't it doesn't make sound. it right. That's correct. So Woodruff would actually threaten Chloe. Is what you know we've been told that if she didn't comply to his needs, he would send her to the fields to work. Oh, that's so typical of a sexual predator. Yep. You know, if you don't do what I say, You'll I'm going to punish you in some way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So this was terrifying, of course, because, again, she's only 13, and you're talking about 100-degree heat and the humidity. With 110% oh, humidity. God, it's horrible. Well, gills to breathe I Louisiana. lived in Louisiana most of my life. I do have gills, I believe. <laughs> and so now I've moved up to the west, and there's no humidity, and my body's like, oh, I don't know what to do. Um, anyway, so Chloe, Chloe would allow this, of course, this abuse because it kept her in the house and so in her probably youthful mind also what's she can do about it she's a slave that's you know? who, who you can tell but i think she didn't like complain you know right that it was happening because it's this this the feels yeah i mean it's horrible to think of in, in any way like we said it's just it wasn't right now it's, it wasn't right then anyway eventually mr woodruff found interest in other slaves of course 
And um, then Chloe would start to get worried. You know, is she going to be replaced? Is mm-hmm. she going to be put out in the field? Is she not going to be allowed in the house where it's a, a, a little better, I guess, than being in the field? So, you know, she wanted to be favored by Woodruff. And, you know, would that fate end? Yeah, would it come to an end? So she began to spy on Woodruff's conversations to see if he might bring her up in conversation and if it was in a negative way. And, again, she's 13. Yeah. That's what you do at 13 anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You put your ear to the door. That's like social media nowadays. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Social media. You don't even you don't have to do it anymore. But, you know, remember back when you were 13, 12, 13, 14 years old? You're nosy. You would listen at your parents' door mm-hmm. to see if you were fixing to be in trouble. Yeah, oh, for sure. I, I one time was, like, right underneath your window. Oh, my God. I, like, and I was like this. I was just, like, my little eyeballs were popped up over your window listening to see if I was going to be in trouble or not. Oh, my God. And instead, is... y'all turned out Lauren. It was the best day of my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. Ladybug microphone thing, and it would make like a little chirping noise, like a ladybug would, but it was like a spy microphone thing. And so I would put it in my parents' room to see if I could listen to them talk about me. Oh my, my god! Mom like, That's my such... mom was like, "We bought this for you, you dumb bitch." <laughs> I know what the beep or the chirping is. So oh, that's that's too funny. You know, now as parents, you can look back and see how dumb the things you thought you were getting away with you weren't always getting oh, away no, I with absolutely got away with oh you got away with a lot i did i know so going back to uh poor chloe and her relationship with mr woodruff <clears throat> it was massively frowned upon of course to be caught listening especially as the house servant mm-hmm. so when she did get caught of course she got caught woodruff gave her the standard punishment for the time and he chopped her ear off that bastard with a knife and then said, get your ass in the kitchen and make me a turkey sandwich. Oh, he didn't say sandwich. I'm just, he said a six-course meal. <laughs> make me a turkey pot pie. i <laughs> be a Thanksgiving dinner. I'm sorry if you find this dark, but it's the way I deal with it. Um, so this was actually a very cruel punishment because there was no air conditioning at this time. And the kitchen was one of the most awful places for you to work in the plantation other than out in the field because it would get so flipping hot. Yeah, and the kitchens were actually a separate building on the plantation. Right. It wasn't even in the house anymore. So when you think, like, she was sent to the kitchens, you're like, oh, well, she's still in the house. No, she wasn't. Right. She was sent to this little bitty shack right outside the plantation, and it was, like, constant food was getting cooked right. in there. So it was so hot. And you're in there with, like, 14 other people. So it's, like, body yeah. heat, cooking yeah. heat. It's packed. It's miserable. It's, mm-hmm. it's horrible. And... After that, because he cut her ear off, Chloe started wearing a turban that would hide the scar from where her ear used to be. I'm actually surprised she lived because a lot of people that get their ears chopped off don't live because of the blood loss. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Did not know that. But I do know that Chloe wanted to get back in the house so badly that she devised a plan on Woodruff's birthday uh, to put a little oleander in his birthday cake. And that would hopefully, ideally... Make him and the kids just a little bit sick, just a little, just a little, just a sick. little, like a little flu, just a, just a little, a little oleander. Yeah, uh, and then, and then they're thinking that because you know Chloe knows the kids so well that she's so used to like what the kids need and how to take care of them that Woodruff would bring her back in the house to nurse him and the kids back to health. But that plan was a horrible plan, Chloe. And I'll give the few the fact that you were thirteen. But there is no such thing as a little Leander. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Instant death. Well, not instant, but, oh. like, you're going to die. It's incredibly toxic. Uh, and it's just really unfortunate because it ended up killing Woodruff's wife, Sarah, and their two kids because they ate the cake. Yeah. But Woodruff, Woodruff did not eat the fucking cake. God damn it! I know. And with poetic justice, had the motherfucker eaten it too. And if they all died, like, oh, fuck, I don't know what happened. Guess the eggs were bad. Oh. Like, Salmonella, yellow fever. Nope, Woodruff did not die. Yeah. So instead, uh, with his wife and his two kids, they ended up paying the price for his sick abuse to Chloe. Now, this is where I said it's kind of up to you to determine why she did it, because no one's exactly sure. The story that we are told on the the haunt was that she wanted to get back into the home, and so she was just going to make them a little sick. But part of me also wonders if, because they didn't talk about the sexual abuse with Woodruff. Mm -mm. And I wonder if it's revenge. What's your thoughts, Ashley? I could see it being either way. Well, I, I think it was she wanted to get back in the house because she loved the children and she wanted to take care of the children and she wanted to get back into the house. I don't think she had any mil- 
malintent at all. And I think that too, because when she haunts the house, the things that she does in the house are nice. That's true. She is care. She still caretakes. That's true. Yeah. Well, all I'm saying is that she probably should have asked, would just asked earlier, but whatever. No, totally agree. A hundred percent. Instead, and this is, this is fucking crazy to me, but she was dragged out by the Mississippi River and she was hanged for her crimes, but it's not by Woodruff. What? Nope. It was by her fellow slaves. Oh, that's right. Yep. Not only did they rat her out, they dragged her out and they hung her by the tree. You think it's because of the kids, though? No, they said because they were, they feared repu- uh, retribution from Aww. Woodruff, and they were afraid that because of what she had done, they would pay the price for it as well. And, you know, they probably did have that mentality of kind of turn against each other. It's did, you or did, us, yeah. Yeah, yeah flight or, fight or flight kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, be like, bitch, I'm turning you in. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I don't know. I'd like to say that I wouldn't choose that, but I don't know. It's, you know, I've never, I've never been faced with the severe abuse and the amount of mental turmoil that must go through, like, especially in a collective group like slavery, to know what kind of mindset I would have had. Because I probably would have had, like, a, it's US, you or us, bitch, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame I don't blame slaves whatsoever for for acting harshly in that scenario because I mean the world that we lived in back then it was disgusting and vile behavior that they were having that they were dealing with on a daily basis mm-hmm. and so if if you were if you came to a point to where something's going to happen to you and you know who did it yeah I'm gonna rat your fucking ass out because I already deal with a lot of torment every single day. I don't want any more of it. Yeah. So, Chloe's ghost, it's been reported multiple times and even captured on camera very clearly. Like, there is a famous picture of Chloe. It's very distinctive. Mm -hmm. Turban and everything. Yep, turban and everything. Uh, She's mostly seen wandering the grounds at night, and what's crazy is her cries of children are often heard around her. Oh, God. Yeah, so I don't know if it's the children who ate the cake or if it's maybe she's just watching along, like, all the kids who passed on the property, you know? Uh, Guests say that they identify the spirit as Chloe, because of the green turban that she's wearing around her head. And one of the most common things to happen to women when they go to Myrtle's plantation is that a, if they come with a pair of earrings, they are leaving with just one. Mm-hmm. Yep, the right one is always missing. It's always the right one. Well, she's got to make that one side look good. Right. And the right side happens to be the same side that Chloe's ear was chopped off. So I don't know if it's actually making the other side look good or if it's kind of... You don't need it. I don't need it. You don't need it. You're lopsided as well. Oh, that's true. Yep. So eventually, like, what's really cool, though, is that the earrings, they don't go, they, they, they're they always found again. So it's not like earrings go missing and they're just never found again. They pop up at random locations at Myrtle's Plantation. And the, the faculty will find them and they have a little bowl they put all the earrings into. And some people come back and get them because sometimes they're family heirlooms and sometimes they're just cheap little Walmart earrings. <laughs> they don't care for them. So the ones that people don't come and get are sitting in this, like, I want to say it's a little bowl. It's actually kind of a massive bowl. And it's just so many earrings. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, ladies, leave your diamonds at home if you go to Myrtle's Plantation. <laughs> they will mail their earring back, though. Yeah, they will. They just said that most people, like, remember they said that, like, most people just don't come back or don't care to have it sent back. They actually think it's kind of cool that the earring was taken. And... I, this is important for one of our experiences later. I think this is one with Ashley, me, and Jessica. But um, do you remember, like, our neighbor lost her earring? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was with y'all. Yeah. No, I wasn't there for that one. Yeah, so starting into our first experience, uh, we didn't, like we said in the beginning, we didn't go to Myrtle's once, but we went, we went twice. It's that good. If you are into paranormal haunting and staying, Myrtle's Plantation, you're going to get activity no matter what. And we are going again. Oh, for sure. Uh, so yeah, so the first time I went was for my birthday, because again, if you didn't listen to the first episode, I'm a spoiled bitch. Mm-hmm. And the second was for a girl's trip with Annabelle, because she is a spoiled bitch. Mm-hmm. Also, she just doesn't like to be left out, so. <laughs> Too bad. Um, so this would be the first time I actually actually experienced anything that was haunted. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So Ashley, do you want to walk me through your thoughts and, uh, like, while we were planning this trip and, like, the travel to this trip? Like, what did you think was going to happen and how were you feeling? Were you terrified? Yeah, I was scared shitless. I just remember, like, all of us were going through a lot in our lives when when this trip was planned. So I was like, we're just going to do whatever you want. I don't care what it is. Because you had asked me before to do stuff like this with you. And I always said, hell no. I live by my life by one rule and one rule only. And that is to not put yourself in a situation to where a horror movie could be made after you. 
And I said that to you for fucking years. Years. But the year. But this year in particular, there was just a lot of shit going on. And so I said, you know what? Whatever you want for your birthday, I don't care what it is. You tell me what it is and we're going to do it. And you're like, I want to go to Myrtle's Plantation. And I went, fuck. So I booked it. And we convinced our friend Jessica to go. And Jessica was like super excited to go. Do you remember this? Yes. You and Jessica were stabbed. And I, I, when I was booking it, I was like, I don't want to do this. And then I booked it. And then I told you guys the dates and all that. And I remember saying, I don't want to do this. And do you remember? Do you remember we took the video, like the pre-Myrtles video? And it's me, you, and Jessica. And Jessica's like, okay, so... Elena, do you think you're going to back out? And I'm like, oh, absolutely not. I'm totally on check. Who do you think is going to back out? And at the same time, me and Jessica said you. And you're like, 100%, I'm going to want to leave. Yeah, 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 I do remember that. Uh, I was going to bring that up, too. Because, yes, all of us were talking about who was going to back out, who's going to be the most chicken, who's going to cry. And all three of us said me. Yep. Didn't want to do this. I made, do you remember this? I made all of you bitches promise me that you would not scare me while we were there yeah i was like don't be poking don't be <clears throat> jumping out and trying to scare me none of that you have to promise me you won't do it and you guys swore up and down well we had a pack do it after- we had our pack was that like if we were gonna do well we weren't supposed to jump scare anybody that's just like hard rules because like it's not fair to make someone so scared and uncomfortable in a place they can't leave but we knew that we were gonna do ouija board so we did make an agreement that and this is the first time i've messed with a ouija board ashley's messed with a ouija board jessica's messed with a ouija board and so we said it's okay to like mess around for a second but you have to tell us so we're not crazy when we tell these people's stories so like have your fun and then say i'm just kidding that was me along so like we made strict rules to find out is this place like really haunted you know Right, are are we are what we are experiencing real, or is our friend really just fucking with us? Right, we didn't want to leave that open ended. Yeah. Did you, so, do we want to tell? Just go into the whole story of what we did. Yes. Okay. So we get there and we check in and everything like that. And since there's three of us, we couldn't stay in the house because in the house you could you can stay. You can stay in the house, but you can only have two people in each room. And there was three of us. And there ain't no fucking way that any of us were sleeping by ourselves. Mm-mm. Um, it's mm-mm, not going to happen. No, so that was so stayed. expensive. It's like $300, so it would have been $600 to get enough rooms for all of us. We still could have, like, merged into the same room, but to buy two rooms would have been $600. Right. And we were young. We were young when... when um, we went. So, like, I think Jessica was a nanny at this point. I'm working in a retail store, and you had just gotten into the military. I think you were on, like, what, year two or three? No, I mean, I had been in for a while. Me and Derek were already married, and Kenneth was born at this point. But Derek wasn't working. So it was, That's right. Yeah, single income. And, and it was birthday, so you weren't buying anything. So, anyways, um, so we end up staying in one of the newer cabins that they built, but they built on the where the slave quarters used to be so we do the tour and do you remember what happened on the tour yes yeah so i remember that so jessica she's like still at this point she's still well we did we did the ouija before before the tour and that's important because we asked a bunch Mm -hmm. of questions that we didn't know the answers to just yet so we, we ended up getting a cabin, which is on the plantation, but it's not in the house. And the cabins are so cute. You've got, like, a little swing out front. You've got a living room area and a bedroom that's got, like, three different beds and someone could sleep on the couch. I think they said you can comfortably fit, like, five or six people in there. So it was updated at the time. I don't know if it's updated now, but um, it was updated at the time. It was super fun cute. So we didn't yeah. own a Ouija board. None of us did. So we did what we actually have just come to do a lot. We just went to the store and we bought our own material. We got a... Um, we got a poster board, sharpies, a glass thing that looks like a pl- like 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 that would act like a planchette, salt for protection, candles, etc. Um, and we didn't know what to ask. The only thing that we had known at this point was about Chloe because I researched it. And I don't even know if I even told you girls about Chloe or if I left it a secret to see like what the board might say about Chloe. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we started. And I don't know how old Chloe is at this point. I just know there was, like, a slave that was uh, haunted and that was, like, missing an ear, you know? Um, Right. 
that's kind of the basics of what I understood about Chloe. And the haunted tour didn't start until I want to say about 7.30. And we had gotten in at around 3. So we went we went to the store. It gave us plenty of time to go to the store. We got food. And we also got stuff for the Ouija board. Uh, we, we also got some games to play, some board games, because we knew that we were going to be freaked out. And... Uh, and yeah, so we go into the room and we make the Ouija board and we do like our little protective circle and we start it and about like 10 minutes of just kind of messing around Jessica's like, Jessica mainly, cause she was not scared and she was, she was like, she did not care at all. She was like giggling and laughing and this was like a whole fun thing until it started moving and it was not her this time. And you, I knew it wasn't her because we call her like as a joke, we call her white girl cause she's so pale. She was even more white. Like, she went gray white. And yeah. she looks at me and she's like, are you doing that? And I'm like, nope. And she looks at Ashley and Ashley's beat red. She goes opposite. She doesn't go white. She goes red. And she's like, are you doing that? And Ashley's like, nope, sure not. And we asked how many people are in the room with us, I think was the first question we asked. And it said just one. We said, uh, how old are you? And I want to say it said 12 because it wasn't exactly 13. And we said, what's yeah, your name? Hmm? It's, it moved over the one and two at the same time. Planchette was big enough where it could go over more than one letter or number at a time because we didn't do our spacing right. Oh, yeah. So it went over, one, it went over the one and the two. And we're like 12. And it went up to like, it, it like hesitated and then went up to yes. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it's like around 12. So then we said how many children live in this house and it said three and we said yep we said we asked it what gender they were uh how many boys how many girls i think it said two boys one girl it's been a long time now or it might have been two girls one boy something like that uh and we don't know if any of this was correct this moment like i said we had not gone on the haunted tour yet we hadn't gone on any tour and the only research i did was just like is myrtle's plantation haunted yes by a slave named chloe and that was pretty much it then we asked her like what's your name which you're not really supposed to ask but we didn't know that then we asked for its name they kept spelling like c l o c h l e like it couldn't spell it but I kind of picked up on what it was trying to spell, which was Chloe. And I, so I asked, I said, are you Chloe? And it said, yes. And now remember, slaves were mostly illiterate. So I'm not really surprised if this was actually Chloe and she just didn't really know how to spell. But we did when we first started the, because you know, because we weren't really getting anything when we first started the Ouija board. And so we said, this yeah. is yes. And we pointed to yes. And this is no. This is yes. And this is no. And it was at that point that we started getting responses from yeah. the Ouija board. So even though she couldn't read, we pointed to what was yes and what was no. And mainly we were just getting numbers and yes and no responses. And this was the first time it tried to spell out anything. And it was misspelling it a little bit. So when I said, is this Chloe? It said yes. I was like, oh, we got Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really remember. Do you remember any of the questions? It's been so long. I don't remember what else we asked. I don't remember what else we asked, no. Yeah. Do you remember that? I think I that, remember, I remembered what happened on the tour. I just remember at that point, Jessica looks at us and she brings her fingers really close together and she like her index and her thumb and she puts them together. Like she's like pinching something and she's like, close the circle. Like, cause she's freaking out at this point. This was the point that Jessica realized that this shit might be real. And so she's like, close, yeah. close the circle. And so we're like, okay, well, we have to leave now. Thank you. And it went, you know, to goodbye. Um, well, we pointed to goodbye like this is goodbye, say goodbye, and it moved to goodbye. So then we go on the haunted tour. It's so cool. They walk you through the whole house, which we don't get to go upstairs because that's where everyone's like staying and they want to be respectful of the guest. But you go to all the places downstairs, and uh, and we're walking in through the kitchen, and I see Jessica. Was it your hair or Jessica's hair? My hair. One of the blondes. I can't remember which one of the blonde was, but I see the blonde's hair lift up, like someone picked up a pinch of it and tugged it. And now she turns around and she looks at me and I'm freaking out at this point. And she's like, did you do that? And I said, no, I didn't. And she's like, okay. And so she's like, cheeks so red and flush. And Ashley, when she gets scared, she shuts the fuck down. <laughs> it's so true though. Yeah. But I wasn't even like scared. It was just, I think I just disassociated from my body. So I wouldn't <laughs> freak out. <laughs> she just turns back around like okay and goes back to goes back to looking at that point I feel like it feels like someone takes the side of my shirt someone little probably like I would say I don't know 
the height of like a six or seven year old and tugs on my shirt twice really hard. I look down, there's nothing there. And Jessica's doing better at this point. Nothing's happening in the house to her. So she's okay. We go into the last yeah. room. I think is the gentleman's parlor is the last room. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, they feel like, is there any questions you guys want to have? Cause they do ask you to save them until the end. And so we get to the, this, the gentleman's parlor and, uh, and I ask him like, you know what, let's just clarify some of the responses we got on the board. And I said, how old was Chloe? And she said, Chloe was about 13 years old. She's like, we're not exactly sure her age. It's just an estimate. So 12 really wasn't that off. And I actually felt like it was right. almost more confirming that it wasn't exactly 13 because they're not sure either. And ha- and I knew, well, no, I didn't know how old she was. But if any of us did know how old she was, then we would have subconsciously moved it to 13. And that's not what happened. Right. Yeah. So then we asked, we said, how, because in the tours, she didn't talk about if they were boys and they were girls and how many of them, like, they were, you know. She just said that they had three children, and two of the three children were killed when, when Chloe put the oleander in the cake. So I said, how many of the children were boys and how many were girls? And I can't remember now, because like I said, it's been so long, but it was either two boys and one girl or one girl and two boys. It was exactly what the board had said it was. And so at that point, we're actually really excited to go back and do the Ouija board, or at least I think... All three of us are really excited to go back into the Ouija board. Yeah. Um, Jessica was not, but she was playing along. I feel so bad. So we go back and we're like, we've got to do the Ouija board again. And I don't really remember a lot that happened from it, except for that whatever it was said that it wasn't human. And that really freaked Jessica out. Yes. Hold on, pause. Do you remember that something poked me? No. Yeah, something poked me in the in the dining room. And I turned around to swat Jessica's hand because I thought Jessica was behind me and she wasn't there. She was standing like across from the doorway from oh, me. Oh, no. And so I turned around to her and then she's looking at me and I'm like, did you just poke me? And she just looks at me. She goes, no. <sighs> like, pe- te- like petrified in her face. Like, no, I didn't poke you. And I go, hmm, that's weird. And then I just go back to paying attention to the, to the tour. So your shirt got pulled. My hair got lifted, mm-hmm. and someone poked me in the side. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I, I would love to go back and actually investigate the house. I'd like to go back now, and yeah, I want to stay inside the house. Okay, so we get back to our room. We decide to do the Ouija board again, and um, I I just remember Jessica getting freaked out. So we we ended up closing it up, and she's like, "Can we just not do this shit anymore?" And we're big firm believers, and if someone's uncomfortable, you stop. Like. You stop. You don't, that's not fair to make someone so scared just for your own entertainment. Uh, some people think it's funny, but like, I'm not one of those people. So yeah. we decided to stop and we were going to go ghost hunting on the grounds, but we didn't really have any gear or equipment. It was just, we just wanted to walk around and we go out and this is like, I think it was like, I don't think we went exactly in March. I want to say we went in February or it was the end of March. It wasn't exactly my birthday, but it was for my birthday. It was pretty cold. I think it got down to like 30 degrees and we're sitting on the yep. front porch. Well, we played some games. I don't remember what it was. Phase 10 or something. Yeah. We either played Skipbo or phase 10 knowing me. Yeah. Just trying to like lighten up a little bit. Hmm? Spoons. We might've played spoons. Yeah. I might've played spoons. Uh, so we go out and we're just sitting on the, the, the swing and we're just watching people as they're going out and ghost hunting and they have like EMF readers and spirit boxes and infrared cameras. And some people were just like, some people were scaring people intentionally, which was kind of funny to watch too. Our neighbors came out eventually. They're in the other cabin beside us. They were so drunk and they're like, did you girls get anything? And we tell them about our Ouija board and they're like, Oh shit, we got some good stuff. I don't remember their story though. Do you remember it? I think they did a Ouija board as well. Yeah, that yeah, I'm not supposed to bring a Ouija board in Myrtle's plantation and we'll probably get barred if they ever listen to it because we did it not once but twice. I do I do remember that next morning because we were talking about the tour and the girl in the next cabin came out and she was like, My earring is missing and I'm like, No way, she's like, My right earring is missing. I'm like, Are you serious? She's like, Yeah, it's fucking gone. It's gone. She's like yeah. she's like and I she's like, I these not she's like these have been in for years. I don't take these out. And I'm like, oh, no, she's like, they don't fall out. Like, it's not a thing for me. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. And so we were inside on the front porch for a long time because back then we were smokers. Yeah. So we were just sitting inside on the front porch, rocking in the chairs, which is, like, my favorite thing to do in life. We might have been drinking coffee or hot chocolate because I thought like we had a warm drink that we were drinking and uh, just hanging out and chit-chatting. We were out there for, like, a couple of hours long enough to 
watch everybody come out, walk around the grounds, and then everybody go back to their rooms and go to bed and be in bed for a while. Yeah, I think we were out there until like 3.30 or something. Yeah, it was the middle of the night. You know why? And then It's because the cabin was so cold and we were trying to get the heat on so badly. And we just could it couldn't, it would not warm up. And so we're like, if we're going to be uncomfortable and cold, might as well be outside people watching. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So we're hanging out outside. <clears throat> we were hanging out outside. And finally we're like, okay, we're tired. Let's go to bed. Also, Jessica like didn't want to go to sleep. She was terrified. So we were trying to just wear her out. Mm-hmm. So we go to get into the house and this black cat starts trying to get into the cabin and I'm sitting here going like I don't know where this cat's from I'm sure they don't want some rando cat being inside this house I don't know if he's got rabies or fleas or what so I very gently no it was not gentle she punted that cat across the yard no I didn't I (laughs) I would never do that I gently the cat with my foot. This is editing Elena here back for like the hundredth time. I know you guys just adore me. Um, I want you to remember in a few episodes from now that Ashley says right here, I would never do that talking about kicking this cat. Just keep that in mind. Okay. It actually might not be for our episode. I think it's for an ep- Like You need to remember for an episode we interviewed on, but uh, she a fucking liar. And can't come in here, Kitty. And then made Jessica and Lena come in while I like scooted this cat to where he didn't come into the house. Anyway, she said, "Yeet." So we- <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> so fucking Peta's gonna get on here and sue me. <laughs> well, maybe we she'll never- be punting cats across the courtyard. <laughs> <laughs> so the way that this cabin like works out, it's like a straight. Sh- it's like a shotgun house. If you remember what a shotgun house is. Like, just from the front door to the very back door, it's one long hallway. And so, the back, by the back door are beds. There's a queen bed, a full bed, and a twin bed. And so, we had all decided that none of us bitches are sleeping by ourselves in a bed. So, we pushed the full-size bed and the queen-size bed next to each other that happened to be by the back door. Also, our heating was still not working, so we unraveled all of our bed sheets and our blankets because they were tucked in really nicely and pretty. We unraveled all of them and we cat- we like cocooned ourselves individually into our blankets because it was, I mean, like death cold. Like it was, it was so cold. It was, it was 50 something degrees inside. Like that's what the thermometer said. Yeah. Inside and the cabin, it was 50 degrees. I mean, to be fair, it was 30 something degrees outside the cabin, but we could not for the life of us figure out why it wouldn't get warm inside cabin and it wasn't so, three o'clock yet i'm sorry we didn't actually stay up that late because three o'clock is when shit started happening or when shit stopped oh, one of the two stopped happening remember it got warm mm-hmm. so yeah so as we're rearranging the beds we hear that freaking cat come around because there's a back door it doesn't really go to anything but like the like generator or ac or something but the cat is at the back door and we hear it go meow meow hello and we all just, st- except for Jessica, because Jessica was checked out at this point, and she's still making, like, she's still pulling her sheets out of her bed. And I look at Ash, and I'm like, did that cat just say hello? And Jessica was like, nope, 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 nope. And Ash is like, yes, yes, the fuck it just did. I'm like, oh my god, like it's because you kicked it. No, it is not because I kicked it. So here's the other thing. I'm supposed to be the one that's absolutely terrified, and I'm just like, yep, I said yep. And I just get into the bed. I'm like, and I just, I just get into the bed. I'm like, all right, time to go to bed. So I, do you remember this? I passed out. I think I fell asleep before my head hit the pillow. Uh, yeah. I was exhausted. I really thought that I was going to have our time falling asleep. And I slept immediately. Mom said, it's, what, what it, it's true. It's, she said, it's what you bitches do. It's true. We stay in a haunted place. I mean, you were just like, best sleep of her life. Every single place we stay, I told somebody this the other day. I was like, it's like it just drains us mm-hmm. being there. And it's like the best sleep I ever get. <laughs> but you and I always talk to each other. So do you remember what Jessica told us happened for her? I, I, Jessica never yeah, so poor Je- yeah, poor Jessie. She never she never went to she went to sleep. I think she said she slept from like four to five is like when she finally fell asleep and then she woke up at five. But she said that we were sleep talking to each other, but I don't remember what we said. 
note, but we had a full-fledged conversation with each other. Mm-hmm. I think I and said something along the lines of, like, do you see that? And you said, yeah, I see it. And then I said, what is it? And then I think you said, like, I don't know. Like, you we were, you were answering my questions. And then I pointed to the window. Do you remember <gasps> That's this? That's right. You did. And... And you were having a dream at that time mm-hmm. that you were behind the cabin seeing this figure with no face. And no. you were trying to get closer. No, I had a dream I was laying in my bed. I thought I, I thought I was awake laying in my bed and I saw a woman. It was really more of like an outline of a woman. Like I didn't see like she wasn't like clear as day. But she was at the end of my bed and she was really angry. And she like 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 moves towards me almost like a fluid like move you know like there wasn't like she was taking steps just like she like catapulted herself to her and I felt the feeling of falling is what I felt and that's what woke me up was this feeling of falling mm. but you were dreaming about something next to the window and that's what I pointed at that's what was so creepy is that in your dream you were dreaming about oh. something by the window it's been so long I and don't I remember point- Yes, and I pointed to the window, and that's what really creeped Jessica out. Well, because also at the so, same time, she was hearing someone, like, like it sounded like they were, like, throwing a coin purse up in the air and catching it in their hand by that same window. But she said she heard it pacing on that side of the, the cabin the entire night until about, I think she said the craziest thing happened really close or exactly at 3 o'clock in the morning, and that's when she heard someone walking around in the attic upstairs. And then she heard them, like, drop to all fours and start crawling. And they're, like, crawling, like, super fast. And she's like, and it was so loud. And that, and then when that stopped is when we both woke up at the same time. Remember? That's what happened. So we had all... No, I never woke up. Remember? That's when I started talking to you. That's it, yeah. That's when we started talking. We had all made a pact that if, at any point in time... That's the only way you got me there. At any point in time, if we decided... Even if it was like one o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, it did not matter. The minute we were ready to leave, we, we left. left. Yep. Period. Discussion. And Jessica kept trying to wake our bitch asses up, saying, "I'm done. I'm done. I'm ready to go. I'm done, and I'm ready to go." And we would not wake up. She's like, "I was physically shaking you because Jessica and I slept right next to each other." Yeah. And she apparently was aching me, and I would not wake up. Oh no. I didn't I didn't realize that poor Jessie she slept underneath the covers. she never moved her head outside of the covers oh she was terrified poor thing so we poor I mean I I I still feel bad to this day because like I know how miserable that is but the sun had not even peaked over the horizon yet and Jessica was waking us up time for breakfast time for us to go (laughs) pack your stuff up 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 no she had packed our bags no, she did. She packed our bags and put everything in the car. So we here's had to get up. here was the craziest part for me. When she woke me up, my bed was made on top of me. Remember? Yeah. So yes. remember that we pulled the blankets out and the sheets out to caterpillar ourselves to keep ourselves warm. At this point, the cabin is super hot. It clearly started working eventually, but I don't know when. And then my bed is completely made. It's so tightly wound around me that you could bounce a quarter off of it. Like it was done like a maid had done it like it was crazy and I was like what how did this happen it's so I don't know Jessica didn't want to talk about anything that happened that night at that moment she wanted out of that room at that time and then we talked about it over breakfast and then surprisingly she wanted to go back and do a Ouija board again yes but then remember it didn't last very long we didn't we weren't getting a lot of stuff I think that's because like Jessica Jessica didn't I think Jessica wanted to do it but then she was getting creeped out and so it's just like the vibes were off so we weren't really getting anything yeah but Jessica to this day first off she doesn't like talking about this story to anybody anymore she doesn't yep nope she won't talk about it like I'll bring it up when we're talking to like new friends or whatever and she just goes yeah it was scary and then when we went to to New Orleans remember for her bachelorette party I asked her like do you want to do like a haunted tour or do you want to do the vampire tour or like you know and she's like absolutely not and I was like well you don't go in anywhere you're just on the streets walking hearing about the stories of the buildings and stuff she's like no I I rather not do that she literally wants absolutely nothing to do at all 
when it comes to anything spooky anymore. Yeah, I think she went into it. She was like 100% not a believer. So now this was going to scare her at all. And then she left realizing, I think, there's more than she or she ever considered. And that's just really freaked her out. Yeah, we reversed roles. So Jessica and I basically reversed roles. Like, remember at the beginning of this trip, it was, there's no way Ashley's going to last. Ashley's going to be the one that calls it. We all thought we were going to leave at the middle of the night because I was going to end up crying in a corner. (laughs) We had actually budgeted for a second hotel room. Yes, yes. I was like, I will pay for it on my own. Like, it was... 100%, 100%, you guys were going to have to carry me out of there crying. Mm-hmm. And then that we stayed the full night. I was shocked. Jessica hated it. Another shocker. And I was, like, down for us to do it again when we told your mom that we went. And your mom was like, you went without me? Like, super phone. You were so into it at that point that you had found someone who let you borrow, like, their their ha- like ghost hunting vest with their EMF reader, their infrared, their cameras that we post up all night long. Like, you had, we looked like every ghost paranormal show the second time that we went. Yeah, I had, remember we had two tactical vests. Yes. Decked it. Yeah. Yes. With the, with the. We had three cameras in that room mm-hmm. with the um, uh, night vision. Yes. Because as of everything that happened with with Jessica, with you and I talking to each other, with you saying something and me pointing to where it was, with the sound happening in the attic, we were like, we've got to record ourselves sleeping. Yep. Which we have to talk about on next episode because we run out of time. Yep, and we're going to break this into parts, guys. I'm so sorry, but there's just so much Myrtles we could probably talk about in so many different parts, and I think to get the whole and not rush this this story where it's me, Ashley, and Annabelle, we, we're going to break it up into a second part. Yeah, I agree. I think in order to do the story justice, I mean, Myrtles was one of the most, I mean, it was my first encounter, but it's which started all of this, but there's a lot of shit that happened there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So stay tuned and we'll see you next week with a, uh, with part two of Myrtle's foundation. All right guys, it's Elena. And that just about wraps up our last episode. Make sure that you check out our Facebook group where we post videos, outtakes and paranormal photos. And that my friends was a solid three star shit show. Cheers, Cheers to, to that. that.